1: Presented by T-Mobile The official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports With an awesome network and great savings There's never been a better time to join T-Mobile Visit your neighborhood store To make the switch today How many lies, how many fights and so why would you want to put yourself Through all that again Love is pain Are you say? Love is a cruel and bitter way of paying you back For all the faith
2: you ever had in your brain Could it be
1: what you need the most I'll leave you feeling just like a ghost You'll never feel so sad Lost again What's radio, 929 game, 92.9thegame.com 9 the It's see, Sam and Greg this on this Saturday morning And thank you enough for making us a part of your Saturday you morning On this 18th day of June Say good morning, Georgia! Morning And a special good morning You find folks in Roswell Home of the Hornets and home of uh, John Checkery. <laughs> you always got this. It's it's like you can't do that without throwing him in there.
0: <laughs> he's a he's because well, he's the he's the official uh, unofficial mayor and the unofficial uh, bus driver and you know, everything for the team. He's the get back coach and all that stuff. <laughs> 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 hey man, every team needs a great get back coach. Yeah, yeah. There, yes, there you go. You, you yes get me the Because these days the officials really lean, you know, on teams that don't stay behind the line or whatnot, you, they, they warn you one time, next time they're throwing the penalty flag. And, pe- <laughs> and people get mad about that type of thing, but, you know, he's he giving you a warning. You know, coach, watch your team. Coach, watch your team. Keep them keep them back. It really, you know. Okay. Because you, there, I- because, because there, there's a safety factor in there's an official that has to run up and down that line when a play happens. So he ain't got time to be, excuse me, I got, you know. No, he, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with gets you. And he behind, he misses the play, misses the call. Now everybody in the stands is mad at the referee. That's right. So the players stand back, help me out here, Mr. Official. Yep. I'm, I'm just, you know what I I'm mean? I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. It, well, there,
2: there's actually three officials that have to run that line. So there's the line judge. Right. Then there's the back judge. He's getting down there for your pass interference and your deep passes. Okay. So it all depends on, you know, what part of that line you're on. But. In the first part of the game, the official comes up and he says one thing: "Who's your get-back coach?" <laughs> because there's supposed to be a coach designated to one thing: get back, get
0: that's, back, that's get it. back. Uh, oh, so y'all you, talking you, to me like yeah, I don't know this. You know, I know you're that. Saying it like this is like something fictitious. No, but no, I, I mean, I'm looking at something true. I'm about
1: to talk about. See, that's yeah, why I'm saying you're just I'm, going down a rabbit hole. You're, I'm doing what you do to me. Whoa, man! I'm <laughs> just saying, you but I, I'm with you. I said I'm with you. I'm, I'm looking at
0: something here. I got to talk about. It. But y'all, y'all, I'm like
1: 100 percent.
0: We just informing folks that that's what you have to do. But, but yeah, get, tell tell
1: Gray to get back. Get back. Yeah, <laughs> I'm doing what you normally do to me when I go down the rabbit hole, and you got something you got to talk about. I'm 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 just waiting for it. Like it's like double dutch. Okay, I'm waiting to jump in here because I got to tell you what I just discovered. We haven't even talked about tomorrow. You know what's going on when we get off the air? What's that John and Hugh. Wow, they're going to be out and about. We had a big old meeting about folks being out and about right this yep. week, and we haven't talked. About, they are going to be out at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Wow. Tomorrow, when we get off the air,
0: my goodness, yeah. So they go- Atlanta United is back. Yeah, they uh, they, uh, they 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 won a friendly this week uh, over Pachuca, a team from Mexico, Gesundheit. and they um they're back tomorrow playing uh, Inter Miami, three o'clock, back in MLS play. And we're going to talk about some of the injuries that these guys are dealing with too. Yeah, yeah, that's coming yeah, yeah. up. Yeah, got some folk on the shelf, man. That's not a good thing.
1: So to bring this full circle, basically, we getting back out into the streets. Yes. How about that?
0: Yeah. You, you know? gave
1: me a chance. I'd have teed that up for you. Okay. you we're going like, I didn't know what you were talking about. I am about to get back, Coach. I wouldn't mind that job. It's, it's well, well, I'd have minded it
0: at 19. <laughs>
1: imagine being a get back coach <laughs> and at 19.
0: You, but you you know what? But you got to remind people of that even now because that's what's happening. You talk about the things that are happening during the summer, the summer leagues, the 7-on-7s. The officials are getting those reps in. And they're getting, and you know what? And, and, I, and I'll uh, – and. What was that? Go ahead. No, you 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 buried the lead again. What was that?
1: They need officials. We need to split the word out that they need, and that gives us to something else we're going to talk about. Oh, see? You got me thinking this get-back thing. I did do my thing. Yes, I did. Man, you better think, worry about what you got to do over wow. there. Wow, man, just got on the air right. with that well, well, one well, too. Well, Hang well, on a second. Well, 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 well folks,
0: you know, <laughs> folks, you know, we, we, we're talking about officiating, and you know, I, I did get a chance to go to seven hundred and seven at Georgia Tech, talk with a couple of coaches over there, and, and they were saying that it starts with us. Me you and know, you. you no, know, the coaches said it oh, starts gotcha. with us. We talk about what's driving some people to not want to be a part of it. Is some of the negativity they hear from the stands, absolutely, and from the and from the she says maybe we as coaches have to be a better example of that the players will follow and the people in the stands will follow if they see us. It won't more happen more, more respect. Not, happen. Not, not saying it won't happen, but but, but the, maybe not not as much as they see the coaches being. In, whatever he's saying, he's doing it in a respectful way.
1: There you go. Because I was going to say when you say the word maybe that means there's not much of a commitment there. And I understand why, because this is the other reason why I don't think it's going to happen. That's all nice and well to talk about when we have these sit-downs with these coaches and or talk about some of the things that are needed to help the sport out. And, again, great ideas, all well and fine. But what happens when the game starts?
0: Oh, yeah. Nah, Them dudes are focused on right. one everything thing, right? Focused, so man. they're
1: not work focused on you know the, ch- the, the, the chatter that's coming out of the stands so much as what's going on between the lines. Absolutely. So I don't know that their help can help that, but they're right in that there needs to be something that makes people feel like, okay, this is the job I want to go after, and I think the tide is turning as far as how they used to be harassed and yelled at and thrown things at things like that, because that's what you got to hope for. You got to hope that perception has changed.
0: True, very true, very true. Um, some things that happened this week. Obviously, this weekend. I think this weekend we got basketball. Up at Lake Point, um, high school team event that's going on up there. If you want to go up and catch up on your team from your area, they, they got it. I think it's all day today It's probably going on tomorrow up at Lake Point, up on the other side of the lake. Um what like lake? That basketball event, Lake Alatoona. Okay, well, folks didn't know. They can visit Lake Lanier. Other, other no, no, no other side of lake Well, lake. they don't know that. That's We got to be specific that's with our lakes. That's Gainesville. that's Gainesville up there. We're going to the other side. We're going upset. It'll be Lake Spivey. Oh, People don't know. Well, that's the one south. Going uh, no, I know that, okay. but a lot of folks don't know that. Okay. So that, that, that's something that's happening. That's what football <laughs> 707 on tournament. Mr. Corky Kale, 707 on Was yesterday. It was sweltering. It was hot. But they were out in Roswell playing in some teams that were playing their way into some of the final rounds. Uh, Grayson was there. Kennesaw Mountain was there. Fellowship Christian. Um, so we should be Marietta there. Lambert, Mays, Creekside. And in the end, it was Creekside, uh, the Seminoles, winning the Corky Kale 707. So that's the second time in as many years a team from the, um, South Fulton has won because Westlake was the winner of the event last year. we we'll watch to see what the Creekside Seminoles had a fantastic season last year. And uh, we'll see what they do going forward. Some teams from the area are in Tuscaloosa today. They're hosting a big 707 tournament at the University of Alabama. And so um, teams are going to, from the area, we'll be monitoring to see to see if anyone anyone from our area goes over there and wins that.
1: Why is that okay? What's that? We, we can go over there, and it doesn't seem to be an issue, but we always had a problem with some of the Alabama teams coming over here. Like a couple years ago, the first time they had a, a team in, in Corky Kell. Okay. Was, was it Hoover. Hoover, Hoover played yeah. and and they folks, come
0: over here for 707 before now. I'm just saying Hoover when, when Alabama teams
1: come into Georgia it seems like people get into a, you know, no, they they get all away, worked up into come, a lather. They come for
0: 707, we had teams from Mississippi. I mean, 7 some 707s are regional and this is the one over at Alabama is more of a regional. And they're going to have uh some invite some. It'll be mostly will be schools from from Alabama, but they will invite, you know, some from out of state and, you know, Coach Saban wants to make sure they get a chance. To I'm going to say, does he show up at some of these? Uh, he probably doesn't, but but he wants to make sure it's not important they see him. He wants them to see the stuff.
1: I got a question for you.
0: Was that? What? I do. He, you, he, well, he,
1: he, he wants them to see the stuff. Okay, I understand that, but yeah. let me ask you a question mm-hmm. and give me an honest answer because there's there's a there's an obvious knee jerk answer, but given the events of the last month, does he move the needle the way he used to? Oh yeah, still
0: yeah. He's got the hardware. Yeah, he does. Very much.
1: You don't think that's been tarnished in any bit there? mm -mm. And 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 then 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 what's the draw other than you know, because again, you could be looking people could be looking at out he's on the downside of what he's doing. He's still gonna get what he's gonna get, but he I don't I don't even know how to articulate this. I'm just curious, given that and how he he spewed what he did about basically saying, well, Everything's equal now, as opposed to me having the upper hand with everything. Yeah, everything's equal, and so why? Well, he's, like, he's
0: also lost to two of his assistants for the first time. You know that that's he's lost that, assistants that's the before S- 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 Sark- no,
1: what's no. his face? Sarkeesian no. left and then came back. No, but no, I'm talking
0: about he lost games against assistants. Oh, oh, that, yeah. Well, that's the part. For the first again. Time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so that's that's kind of what, what happened. So
1: you don't I, think anything has, has changed. No, far a, 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 other
0: than yeah. he's lost a couple of games and, you know, he's, his team is supposed to be spot on this year. They're supposed to be there.
1: Okay. Just you asking. Know.
0: Just we'll curious. See, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, some camps are going on in case you want to get out this morning. A.J. Terrell is having a football camp uh, this morning. Uh, registration at 8, and it goes from 9 to 1 at Lakewood Stadium. Tip of the cap to some uh, local products playing in the National Football League who had camps in the area yesterday. Jonathan Grenard um, with Houston Texans. In Hiram at Hiram High School is a Hiram alum. Had that yesterday. Derek Brown um, went to Lanier High School and Auburn University place with Carolina Panthers. Had his camp up at uh, Robinson Park in Sugar Hill yesterday. The 12th annual Calvin Johnson's receiver camp is coming up on July 16th. Um, so it will be the 12th year that uh, Megatron is going to be able this camp. Uh, in the area, so you have to get get registered. And Prices hopefully, go hopefully. up because he's in the Hall of Fame now. Well, no, nah, well, you know what this camp he does has always been free. Good, um, and so hopefully, you know, we get to get him on the air, get him to talk about it a little bit before that before that camp comes.
1: And up. keep an eye out while you're out there at uh, Lakewood too for movie stars. Yeah, it could be. Well, because Screen Gems is right next door. Right next door, you yep. know. And no telling what they're filming there. They, they, <laughs> no telling.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Yep. Yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. So we do that. And, Eric, hopefully tomorrow we get to get some uh, some thoughts from over at the symposium, uh, some HBCU notes. One particular note as uh, Hampton, this is like not on the field, but someone who definitely impacts what's happening on the field at Hampton, uh, Dr. William Harvey retired After 44 years. Gone. 40, See ya. 44 years, <laughs> 44 years of being uh, a college president. No, a hammer. No, nobody signs on for that. I
2: mean, that's a legacy. I mean, I don't know what they've got named after him on the campus. Let me get the mic a little closer. That's a legacy. I don't know what they've got named after him on the campus, but they're going to put some things with his name on it for sure now.
0: Absolutely. So, um, Absolutely. But no, it's
2: a beautiful thing. I mean, what he has done for the Hampton culture and their their brand for all those years. The Pirates, they're, you know, very good. So happy for that yep. you know, regime to be over. And the man next to the man has got to fill some big shoes.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. He got to keep the money coming because that's the thing. You, you, you think about... What a college uh, university president does—he's—he's he's the, the chief fundraiser. Yep. And the words of Robin Harris: "You're begging so much your hand looked like cups." Uh, but, <sighs> but I
1: don't think this man had this problem. Yeah, he, but he had he, he, his he, tenure gave him power, or what he thought was power, in a way that
0: you know. Well, he didn't was have to, he didn't ha- he overreaching. Didn't have to he didn't have to beg. I'm
1: not know? talking about for the money. I'm not talking yeah. about what he did for Hampton, but he—he he seemed to be the voice coming from the HBCU schools. That I heard when it came to how HBCU schools were shown in, you know, the arts, theater projects, movie yep. projects, TV yep. projects. I was on one that he tried to get, he tried to get. Um,
0: well, I remember because he, he, did, yeah, he, he, um, he, he didn't like the script. He oh, what like
1: was, well, I, I can't remember the show. Uh, the uh, Quad.
0: Okay. Which was, I think um,
1: it was a BET, but it went a couple seasons, but he didn't like the way, like. Students were depicted in that show and had something to say about it. Yeah. And I got the letter someplace that he wrote to the producers because they passed it you know, well, the people I knew, I I got a copy of it. And he he got worked up into a lather.
0: Yeah, he did. It didn't work. Yeah.
1: And again, it usually has the opposite effect because people then tuned in.
0: Well, you had to see what all the fuss Yeah. Was
1: about. That's what they want to see what was going on. So we wanted to thank him for that. So they probably got the second season
0: because or, of, or more. Because <laughs> of so, him. Because of him.
1: It's of him.
0: <laughs> so, Well, he's outgoing. Like I said, he, he puts a lot of pressure on whoever assumes that position going forward because uh, he has that school in a, in a, in, in, in a in fine position um, financially in a lot of different ways. So tip of the cap to him as he goes. And I was feeling he'll probably stay busy with something, you know, But 44 years at, at one university to be the president. That's, gosh, man. You are. Yeah, that's, a, that's, 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 a long, that's a lot. What's he gonna be busy with? That's a long time. an extension on his house. I, you know, I don't. I don't about know. It. I, I, You know what? You know what? I'm, I, I got something in the idea that he might be. And, and involved with the, he the, he might be buying a house hasn't he lived you know in the president's house
1: I don't know like, don't, is there a pres- he, there is a president's house I would imagine. Well, most is, of them yeah, do I
2: guarantee yeah, yeah. they do I mean I'm sure he's probably had a and by a the way
1: what has he spent dime one on in that town it's like it's like saving <laughs> it's like saving he makes so and so millions of dollars a year what is he bought period that isn't he, he, given to him doesn't have to that money that check goes up into he saves probably ninety percent of his yearly salary saving. I used to do that. Think so? Yeah, I did. But I was only making about fifteen grand a year then. <laughs> when I was on the cruise ship. I had I, I right, literally was making it. I had I was making maybe between fifteen and twenty grand a year. And but, having was a while a bl- ago. but having a blast. Having a blast It gave me clothes to wear. I got to eat for free. I'd take that check and throw it up in the closet. And then every few weeks we go to like Coconut Grove. With a whole bunch of money in our pocket, and people thought we were drug dealers or something. But
2: no, we—I I got we, a new nickname for Greg. I'm gonna call him Isaac from now on. <laughs> I wasn't a bartender, dude. I was—I wasn't a no bartender. Matter. I was the only, no uh, only, only black guy I know on a cruise ship. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! I didn't
1: do that. He did te- Yeah, he teed it up. There, didn't he? Yeah, he did that did he? We gotta go. I heard the music. We'll come back to that, <laughs> and, and maybe this is a taste of what you'll hear on Eric's World coming up later on in the hour. But seriously, we have something we need to say about somebody. And you don't know what I'm talking about, but you will agree wholeheartedly. And that's coming up at the top of the eight o'clock hour. We 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 have some praise to heap on somebody. Um, and that is coming up. Up next though, oh, it's been a minute since we've had him on. Dr. Dale Yank, PT Solutions, talking about Ozzy's foot and whatever else he wants to talk about. Because this is what he does and loves. Sam and Greg, sports radio 929 the game, 929 thegamecom and take us with you on the Odyssey app. He's to the line, and the left-hander delivers. Puckett swings and hits a blast. Deep left center, way back, way back. It's gone. The Twins go to the seventh game. Touch them all, Kirby Puckett. Force Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg on this 18th day of June we got to thank everybody, man. We, I mean, we're back doing these Saturdays. It was, Saturday, it was just Sunday forever. We're back doing Saturdays. And so all these people like the barbershop and other folks, Curry, Honda, places like that that don't normally get a chance to hear us. want to thank them, man. So thank you for making us a part of your, uh, your Saturday Absolutely. morning. Absolutely. Good morning. Yeah, we did that earlier. Okay. The Roswell. Right. And you threw Chuckery under the bus. Or put him on the bus.
0: Well, he's driving the
1: <laughs> bus. I said he drives, drives the bus. We haven't talked to this guy in a while. Yeah. We really haven't. And he used to do a show here with um, Dan Kamal. What was it? Was it Sports Insiders? Sports Insiders. Yeah, yeah. Been a minute since I thought about that. Anyway, a good friend um and again just busy as can be entrepreneur of the year got locations popping up all around this i don't know if it's 18 or 20 now all around the country pt solutions the man is the founder ceo of it dr dale yay uh good morning sir and uh sorry it's been a while since we've had you on
3: how are you oh man sam greg thanks for bringing me out of radio retirement right it's, <laughs> it's just awesome I, you know by the way you guys just had a reference to kirby Puckett. i think i just heard i yeah, it's a shame. with Kirby Puckett had that. Sam, you probably remember that blinding retinal yes. blood vessel condition in his eye, if I remember correctly, and and lost his right eye vision. Uh, premature ending to his career a bit.
0: Yep, do remember that. Do remember
1: that. Went to college and at, at at Triton College in Chicago, right up there by the race, the harness racetrack. For the harness track. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I was trying to get that because we we, we played. Unfortunately, we played the other one. I wanted to get the Joe Buck call where he hit that home run, and I'll see you tomorrow night against the Braves. And yeah. I, I did that because, A, you would remember that, Dale, and today's the day we lost Joe Buck. Or Jack Buck, excuse oh, me. No. Yeah.
3: Jack Buck. Jack, Jack Buck, Buck in 0-2.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right, well, before we let you spread your sports talk wings, we want to tap into your expertise and give us your thoughts on what Braves fans could expect, the time frame, and what he's going to look like when he comes back, the injury to uh, Ozzie Albies in the foot. And, again, my first thing is what bone – fractured in the foot we got so
3: many there. yeah well that that's that's what we don't know from the braves They've kept that kind of close he went up to see dr robert anderson up in green bay and you know as you know this little trivia greg 26 bones in the foot right so uh any of them being fractured is not a good thing I, i can tell you that particularly in an athlete particularly baseball taking off from the from the whether it be from the plate or whether it be tapping into a bag or running and, and particularly for him playing second base, the amount of pivot that he has to occur to just make a play. So all this is a concern and went into the decision of do we let this rest, do we let it heal on its own, or do we do the fixation surgery where there's no explanation whether they use pins or, or screws or plates, but most mostly put a screw through that bone to fixate it, uh, whichever one was broken. And, and now there are several considerations that go from here.
0: Pending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline with Dr. Dale Yake. He is the founder and CEO of PT Solutions Physical Therapy. More about this. uh, Oh, yeah, he is social. He is social. (laughs) Uh, You can find him on Twitter at dyake, at dyake, all lowercase. Dr. Dale, do you feel like this may have been something that was already there and aggravated by that, or just something that just happened at the spur of the moment uh, when he was at the plate?
3: Boy, that's a great question, Sam. I, You know, I, I, ne- I never see an injury that does not have a predisposing condition. And, and given we don't know everything that was going on with Oz as a lead-up to this injury on the 13th, I think he hurt himself. But if you look at his plate appearances, I was at the Pirate Games for the Braves versus the Pirates at home. And, you know, he was not running well. He was not um, as explosive as he normally is. Uh, he did steal a base in the Pirates series, if I remember correctly. but. Gosh, that's a great question. I I think injuries beget injuries. And you and I have talked about this enough on the air in previous years, right? you got something else going on, whether it be a hamstring or whether it be your hip. You start doing these abnormal mechanics and all of a sudden something else appears. I don't know that to be the case here, but it's a great question to most of our athletes that have these type of injuries.
0: Atlanta United just had an international break, and they're coming back um, to play MLS play tomorrow afternoon, 3 o'clock. Of course, you can hear it here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Dr. Dale, this, this team uh, has a loaded roster with such talent and great potential, but that potential has been limited by some injuries, some season-ending injuries. It like Miles Robinson and Brad Kazan, Achilles injury, and, and these guys weren't yep. running full tilt. Explain how that happens.
3: Well, when you, you know, soccer is a year-round sport, Sam, right? And and Achilles being one of those uh, injuries that has, a, just like we talked about with Ozzy Alves, is a lead-up injury. I'll call it that because obviously the, the amount of exposure and overuse begins to create strain or what we call tenosynovitis. And all of a sudden, we start having this aggravation of the injury. Uh, and that's where he's at. And, and now you kind of monitor what's next for him. Uh, but gosh, I, I do have to say, Sam, I, while we talk about injuries, congratulations to Atlanta on the World Cup, man. I don't know how much the audience views that as a big, big deal, but gosh, that's a really big deal to get a game or a series of games in the World Cup.
1: Now, we, listen, we talked about that earlier right off the top of the show of things that are happening here, how it, we got passed over in 94 and and you know we had the we had the Georgia Dome here now you can talk about the world coming to Atlanta yeah we had the olympics and all that but the world cup coming here now especially after the administrative changes that take place that have taken place with fifa over the years you know and and certain cities not getting it you gotta wonder. And Sam started the show off talking about, okay, we gotta extend some highways here. <laughs> we gotta widen some roads for the amount of people that are gonna be here in four years. But that that is a a great get. Again, Dr. Dale Yeggs joining Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio ninety two nine The Game ninety two nine The Game dot com. All right, we talked about your specialty, what you guys do over there at PT Solutions and helping people get back into the game. Um, what else besides the World Cup announcement coming here to Atlanta has been on your radar sports wise? Because I know you you know. When you're not doing a show, you sit at home going, man, I wish I had a show to talk about this talk about that.
3: (laughs) You know, I I think the obvious thing that has been really monumental over the last year and and had the chance before the season began last year to talk to Kirby Smart about this is obviously the things that are affecting college sports are NIL and transfer portal. But, you know, I think, Sam, you can attest to this. What we're starting to see, not necessarily in Georgia, but Name, image, likeness is making its way into high school sports now. Uh, there are about 17 states that have allowed or have a gray area for high school athletes, whether or not they can participate or monetize their likeness. And gosh, you think about the implications of that on high school sports. We're starting to see it in some states. Get this, athletes and their parents are making healthcare care decisions based off of which healthcare provider will provide them a wow. name, image, likeness deal? And so now you got a whole bunch of other ethics going on in sports, and it's trickled all the way down to the young teenager.
0: My goodness, that's something people can think about during this uh, summer when we just had the NIL summit uh, in town. But we talk about uh, high school athletics. We always talk, obviously, we talk about the health, and and you and your organization heavily involved with that. I see something that you have coming up. Uh, what, uh, some things that you worked on. Obviously, you um, do some things with concussion, and that's something that's near and dear to your heart. Thoughts about things that we can watch out for uh, as you get set for another football season?
3: Yeah, you mentioned that. Uh, you mentioned Triple H earlier. I think Paul Levesque and I sit on the Concussion Legacy Board up in Boston uh, with Boston University, and, and basically, for the folks that don't know uh, most of the brains that have been analyzed. Um, after death for diagnosing CTE has been done by that organization. And so now, obviously, what we work through in the summer are a couple things. Uh, Sam, preparing all of our athletes, PT Solutions, of course, provides a lot of athletic trainers to a lot of the area of high schools around Georgia and around the southeast. But what we really work on is educating young athletes on concussion, educating them on impact. We obviously, given the heat that we're experiencing here for the last few days, we're educating them on heat illness and preventing that. We're working with coaches to, to make them prepared to deal with injury after they occur, meaning when does an athlete return back to the field? And when they do back, return back to the field, working with the medical staff on the slow return to sport and making sure that we prevent these injuries for the long term. All of those areas, PT Solutions is efforting on both in analyzing prior year's injuries, uh, where we might have, uh, could have done better with our medical staff, with the coaching, and then looking forward.
1: Doctor, I want to go back to something you guys were talking about a second ago. When you're talking about the N- NILs appearing on the high school level and, and what is being done and how these guys are going after the money and, and putting themselves next to healthcare care providers. This used to be a practice. I heard this. I don't know if it's still something that happens, but, I again, I don't even know where to go with this But to get your opinion if it's still going on. but Baseball, young baseball players. I was hearing the stories of, in some cases, some of the parents were having their kids that were pitchers have the Tommy John surgery, even though they didn't really tear anything, but they knew that their arm would be stronger a couple years down the road. So they were purposely having it done earlier. Is that still something that goes on that you've heard?
3: Yeah, you know, we we spent a lot of time around Lake Point uh, for years and obviously being a pivot point of baseball in the state of Georgia, we were seeing that occur four or five years ago, uh, Greg. I don't know that we're seeing the preponderance of it today in, in youth sports to go ahead and do, uh, if you will, preparatory surgery for, for a baseball athlete on Tommy John. By the way, I wouldn't recommend that in, in any way, whether it's uh, Tommy John surgery or ACL surgery or any of these surgeries uh, inducing a kid's surgery because you want to try to prevent a future uh, while they might have a college or pro career. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't recommend that. Uh, there's no evidence to support that. And, and uh, not seeing it as much as we heard about it uh, in years past.
0: So anytime on the waitforit.com hotline with Dr. Dale Yake of uh, PT Solutions. Let's talk a little bit about, about some of the things that girls are playing. Girls flag football is picking up big time. And, and, and um, yeah. it's one of the fastest growing things. What are your thoughts on that? Obviously, girls are going to learn the game. They're going to learn the rules of the game. They're going to be able to work and be employed in some form through the game uh, by being able to play it at, at this level. But what are some things you may caution uh, some parents about as their uh, girls want to go out and play?
3: You know, obviously I think it's great. I, I think anytime there's a leveling of sport, not just because of Title IX, I just think for, for uh, participation to be equal uh, as much as it possibly can be. Uh, I think for, for young women to participate in a sport like flag football, Obviously, as you mentioned, it, I think it's smart for the NFL to uh, advance that area of its content, right? Because they're trying to build future participants or future watchers of the game. It's very, very smart. And so I think for young women, it's just like all the other things that we see uh, in young women that we want to try to prevent. That is the ACL surgery, number one, obviously, Sam. Anything to do with the knee, they they obviously have a uh, greater expanse of ACL surgeries, Uh, than than young men. Uh, We try to prevent the ankle sprains. We try to prevent the hip injuries and obviously try to keep them healthy for the long term. And, you know, the one thing I want to mention here that we don't talk about a lot is making sure that the footwear the athlete is wearing is specific to the sport and to the surface they're playing on, but also fits the athlete well and is a good shoe. I know Spike's folks are about to go out and start buying this for the fall sports now. Make sure it's well-fitting, make sure it's a good constructed shoe, and make sure it's appropriate for the for the surface they're going to play on. We see a lot of injuries from that,
0: Sam, just the wrong shoe. You mentioned the surface because natural grass surfaces are practically gone. Is that one of the yes. reasons you mentioned that? I mean, and because of all of the sports that have been added, especially at the high school level, you have to have field turf now.
3: You do, you do. And, and I'm not going to be down on field turf, Sam, because my friends up at Shaw might might yell at me from up, up there in North Georgia. Uh, but, but And there's no evidence that field turf is seeing more injuries than grass, but but it's a different surface. And, and so obviously, unfortunately, the kids don't always pick the right shoe. And I think going into a store where there's some specificity around what shoe for what surface, in this case, field turf, uh, making sure that the kids specifically fit well and, and obviously, if they're going to practice and play on field turf, making sure those kids get some recovery off that surface, I would say the same thing about grass. Uh, and a lot of coaches are now doing this, whether they go into other gyms or other take them onto grass to get some intermittent training on other surfaces. I think those things are important as we look at the as the participation goes up on field turf, which it's enormous right now.
1: Hey man, you you can't be a stranger. We got to get you back here before I let you go. How the family doing, Sam? This guy's got like an Everybody's em- doing well. I'll-
3: all six kids are dispersed <laughs> it's a little cause... bit everywhere for the summer and every sport and <laughs> wow. around the globe. So everybody's having fun. It's just a management nightmare. Hey, we're looking for a nanny out here. So <laughs> We'll put, that, we'll <laughs> put that, out of... that out there for you. We'll put it out there yeah, for you. Yeah, we'll
1: put it out there. Everybody's looking for jobs, man. Yeah, he's got an NBA team living <laughs> under his roof. So I just want to <laughs> let you know. And before we let you go, I know my man Finn loves playing this. You got to pick with the NHL Finals? Colorado or Tampa oh, Bay?
3: Man, I, you know, after that, after the early blowout from the Colorado Avalanche and then the recovery by Tampa Bay, I got to go for number three for Tampa Bay. They're going to win tonight and start to recover here, but uh, definitely Tampa Bay going for three in a row. That's my man,
1: CEO and founder of PT Solutions, Dr. Dale Yake. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, man, and tell everybody over at the house I said hello. And again, don't be a stranger.
3: Great to have you guys back on Saturday, Sam and Greg. Take care. Thanks a lot. All right.
1: All right. Up next, it is Eric's World. And coming up top of the hour, um, somebody that uh, we all know near and dear to our hearts, we're going to reach out and give him a little bit of praise. And he deserves it. That's coming up top of the hour. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, Game 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app.
0: Sports Radio 99 the Game with 99 thegame.com. Sam and Greg with you on this Saturday morning. we with you Saturday and Sunday. Glad you're with us. And uh, shout out to all of our uh, first responders. We thank you for being on the week because, regardless, if it's during the week or on the weekend, uh, you know. You you do you want to talk about what we're going to do moving forward? We're moving forward. We're looking for opportunities <laughs> to let people know because practically all of our first responders and, um, and uh, law enforcement are looking for people right now. All of them, all of them, in every. So what we're going to start doing is start letting uh, uh, people from different areas of our area, of our, of our community, uh, come in and let you know what's needed. Let you know what's needed for what capacity, jobs. positions, Just jobs. Just saying, jobs. Absolutely, we're going
1: to let you know about jobs. We do it for refs, and 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 and. and. Other people within the sports world, we do it for the movie industry, which, by the way, we got a casting call coming up, and I teased this earlier, there's a need this week, and I don't mention prices, but one of them
0: is paying four digits. Yep. So that's coming up, but this is also something that's needed um, just for our community. And the the, the lengths that people are going, some people are recruiting from out of state, uh, but we will get into that. But right now, as always, you know, Eric Slaughter on the other side of the glass. We take this trip and this voyage into... Eric's World. And it, the music we just hear, Voyage. Was that, that's something that, uh, you know.
2: Absolutely. So that okay. was the that was legendary Bohemian Rhapsody by Queen. And, you know, thinking about this Braves run that they've just been on, and unfortunately it came to an end, and the thought came to mind that all things come to an end. And the Braves had 14 Straight wins, But there was another number in Braves history with 14 as well. You know, do you remember when the Braves had their run of 14 straight division crowns come to an end? I mean, I thought about other sports types of streaks that had to come through. And I I brought that Queen song in because Queen had been on that. That song was number one on the charts for 14 straight weeks. One of the longest running songs. And I didn't know that. You know, when I looked it up, I was like, wow. You know, there's only a couple songs that's had that kind of run on the top of the charts but I thought like I said I started thinking about some of these sports moments and streaks that had to come to an end I wanted to get you guys opinion on where you would rank some of these so I'm gonna go back to Baltimore one of the ones that's nearest and dearest to me and that was when Cal Ripken's streak of playing every day came to an end in the early 2000s and you know being a Orioles fan, yeah. year in and year yeah. out. Didn't have a
0: lot to cheer for. Yep. You watch but, the numbers change every night. That number would change. Yeah. You yep. Know. yep. But, Counting but, down. I remember but that. when
2: that streak came to an end, I, mean, I remember when he broke it, and he took that tour around Camden Yards, you know, the big deal. But when it came to an end, and people said for a long time, like, oh, he's he's only playing to, to extend this streak because he, he really was slumping at times.
1: And it was upsetting a whole lot of Orioles fans.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean – he dropped and, down and, to and late in the, too, yeah, late in the lineup, and eventually they sat him down, but that was, that was a tough day, you know, but it, it was great and but I wanted, wanted to ask a couple more now I, this one really I saw on this I wanted to ask you guys with the historians that you are. what did you feel about when UCLA's record of seven straight NCAA championships came to an end? Was that the did you have more respect for that or the Celtics run in, in um, the NBA versus college? And, and Greg's over there shaking. His I ears. didn't
1: have a, I didn't have a thought about either one of those. To be honest with you, why? Is basketball because I, I a wasn't in this business then. Okay. B, but gym, you're a sports fan. I am, but I had my own, I followed other sports. College basketball wasn't on my radar. Again, growing up where I grew up, college level sports was not a big deal. It was a professional town, Chicago. We got Notre Dame piped in on the UHF station. Mm-hmm. You know, so you didn't have a lot of it until ESPN. You know, started showing them. Okay. But there's no big joggernaut – Is it juggernaut or juggernaut? Uh, college football program that was close to Chicago. Michigan was two states over. Wisconsin was, you know, what do you got? You got either Notre Dame, or Purdue. So for me, it was. I'm just saying, Sam might have one, but for me, I, did. You know, I
0: mean, I, I mean, I was I was aware of UCLA because UCLA had a deal where they were they were syndicated. You okay. know, back back then, you know, you had a number of schools that was then Notre Dame football. Syndicated, you know, you know, back during that. Time. So you
2: mean syndicated, like every they were in every network or every well, major just, market. Yeah, the channels
1: it, it, were different. You yeah,
2: could, the yeah. channels were different. You had to go we're to UHF. And or, 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 right. or, or I remember or, those two dials.
0: <laughs> or, or, or or if you wasn't if it wasn't the UHF, whatever whatever um, television station there could make room for them in their programming. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, so it might be tape delayed. It might not come on to midnight or something. You know, so that that's something that I was aware of UCLA and their yep. basketball. You could see them, and you 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 want. The thing I wanted about UCLA is, if it were today, would they be able to get the players that they got? Nope.
2: Absolutely no. You I know could, what I mean? Would,
0: would, would a Lou Alcindor leave New York and the Big East to go all the way out to California? Well, a Lou
2: Alcindor wouldn't, you know, because remember, a lot of people don't realize he didn't play as a freshman. Because back then, well, then the freshmen were could, still, you, still, yeah. Still,
0: yeah. yeah but the fact that he went there—that's the point. The fact that he went, went there cross back. country. I mean, the, the Big East became so huge in in in, in, in the eighties and nineties. He never would have left the East Coast. Well, I, I mean, in the eighties and
2: nineties, you know, I I wasn't there when he was recruited, but so that was in the sixties. That was before the North Carolinas and the Dukes were blue bloods. Kentucky wasn't blue really bloods. recruiting minority players at that point. Still, right? Yep. So what other choices did he have back then? Yeah, you're right. Well, he probably, well, he probably well, doesn't well, get out well of that, this.
0: Or that if he stays in New York and plays for like a Niagara or, or Providence or, or a St. Bonaventure or somebody like that. Right. You know, stay, stays in, in town. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact that he goes out there is so that's all a part of the lure to bring up the UCLA program at the time. Okay. But, but at the time that it ended, I think it ended with the coach, uh, with his legs crossed there with his program all wrapped up and he's normally half wrinkled up there and satisfied knowing that he's ready to head it to the house. It's his last one, and they, and they win it. I just remember watching that game, and, and Coach Wooden winning that, that final game. And and, and we, we think about it now as we see people leave in different ways. You know, we've seen you know, Williams leave. We've seen Krzyzewski leave. We may be soon watching Saban leave college football. Right. They're not going to get to leave that way.
2: You nope. know, they, no.
0: they, they, You know, they won't. And so that's the thing I remember from that, from watching the UCLA and you know, him winning those games and going out Okay. Sam, I got one for you. I want to hear your perspective on this one. Rafael
2: Nosdal's, uh clay court run that, that ended a few years ago. I mean, what was it? Co- couple hundred matches that he won consecutively on that clay. And, I mean, obviously he's the greatest clay player of all time. But what did you think about that streak that actually eventually had to come to him? Why do you want my opinion about that? What yeah. did you know about tennis? I, I heard, I heard, you, I heard tennis. you talk about you guys go out there and play. But, yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, oh, sir, can okay, oh, you, 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 you? I'll we, come to you, you after. You know after how we Sam. took Garrett out to
1: lunch. We're gonna to have to take you out to lunch, man. So you get to know me. My name is Greg Clarkson. I've been following lots of sports for lots of years. But I asked really, you about yeah, been...
2: basketball. You said, "Oh, no, I, didn't I said," I, and I said that particular one. You know what
1: was more important to me—the Yankees, wreck, the Yankee streak. Then,
2: okay, what's that, was that? T- No, 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 no. Oh, we're gonna get back to what you okay. talked about.
1: But I'm saying there are other streaks other than the two that you talked about during that time that had my attention. They just weren't those particular two. Let's get back to tennis. He asked you about Rafael Nadal. Most impressive. So the question, I think, is most impressive streak in tennis?
0: Um, I, I would say so. Yeah. Very much, very much. And for a surface that exposes all weaknesses. If right. you talk with any player who's played on that clay, they'll tell you either your endurance, your patience, your creativity. Uh, it tests all of those things, whereas – the surface we love to play in the United States just got to hit it hard. You know what hard I mean? The hard court. The hard court, you just yep. got to slam it by people. You can't do it with that surface. So that's the thing that makes you appreciate it. Plus, he's playing with a foot injury right now. He's, you know, he's, he, he was in some discomfort. But, you know, he's getting on in years, and he saw this as an opportunity to, to win that event once again, just winning the, the French Open.
1: So to, to play off of what he asked, and I ask you, so you talk about Rafael Nadal's dominance at that particular tournament. I ask you what's more impressive, that particular dominance or take it to the women's side and what Chris Everett did.
2: Ah, yep. I like that. Yep.
1: Just, just to let you know I know a little bit about tennis, okay? I know you do. You know, I'm you just giving ask Sam you a this. hard time. That's why time. I asked Sam with tennis. Which one that's, do you think? You know, that's Sam's
2: wheelhouse. Which
1: one is tennis. mine, too,
0: okay. when, while I bring <laughs> <Yeah>. this up? <laughs> did you know
1: that Chris Everett dominated the French Open? Of course I did. Okay, well, that should have been a question. I saw the documentary. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But but to be but, but, you of those
1: know. two, given the given the compo- given the, the the competition that those two played against during their dominant times is really. What you have to weigh this yeah, against? Yeah,
0: and you talk two almost two different type of athletes. Exactly. Because because the you know the women's tour at that time compared to now, mm-hmm. the athletes that are out there now. And speaking of one and, athlete, said she's coming back. Yep, uh, okay. Serena this week. But she
1: did didn't the dominate the French like
0: like ever did. No, but but she did win it. She won it. Yeah, she did. And she won them all. A, not a whole lot of American women that won it. Since right. That time. That's right. That's you right. Know? But
1: there was that dominance. That she, I mean, she just took him long, like you said, but that was Chrissy. That was her. That was her surface for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, she could play. She could play well on it, very well on it, and and, and adapt to it. It took uh, um, American men forever to win Please, a French yeah. Open. I mean, for, for years, for decades, uh, and now we're having problems getting through the second week over there. So, you know, it's a, it, it'll be a minute probably before we win another one. But that surface just tests you and challenges you in a, in, a, in a different kind of way. But, yes, we did it this week. Serena Williams did get a wild card uh, into the draw for Wimbledon. And a lot of people are going to wonder, you know, do you want yeah. her to be seated? Do you want her to be seated, Or do you want her as a wild card? If that makes a difference, really, in the path that lines up there. It's going to be interesting to see where she lands in this tournament field.
2: Will she play any tune-ups? I know she usually will play the week before or the two weeks before. Um,
0: you know what I mean? I'm curious to see if she will. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm curious to see if she will. If she's just trying to hold it together and see if she can bottle up two good weeks of tennis and get out there. Because I think that's the thing with her right now It's just holding it together for two weeks is, is a very difficult thing. I'm to do.
1: worried. Yeah, I'm, I'm just. I am. I'm, just,
0: I'm worried. Word. I'm worried about this. Yeah. What could look like the current? The current number one is. is she's is, gone. She's no. I mean the, the new. Oh, number. the current one. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, she's. You know, she. She. You know, she showed that against Coco in the final of the French. So I mean. Coco got a taste of that
1: real. final. Yeah. She got a taste. Sloan's been yeah, there. He's got she got, you just gotta wonder what's gonna be next. All right, as we get out of this, unless you had one more, because I had one Well, I wanted you to share your
2: streak. I I can't have you feeling that I No, didn't no, one no, 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 no.
1: I already I already asked him. I already asked him. But here's here's one I went for you. Okay. Who's the last men's tennis player, US men's, to get the uh, career slam? Is there a per is there a US men's player that has the career slam? The last tennis?
2: to get it? I'm going to say Pete Sampras, but I may be wrong on that. It was Agassi. Agassi. Okay. Yeah. Well, it was going to be one of those two, right? Because those was, were the guys who Sampras dominated ever, Sampras that Sampras never won on clay. He never, he, Sampras never won on clay? Nope. Wow. No.
1: Okay. Back to your world. No,
2: my world's good. I just, you know, That's that streak
1: it? came to the end. But you, you started to say you had a different streak that was more endeared to you. Yeah. Uh, well, during the time you started your first one was, during, was when Billy Martin and the Yankees. By the way, this was the day. That, that that uh fight happened. Well, not fight, but that back and forth between the famous footage of Billy Martin and Reggie Jackson. And Reggie Jackson. When he pulled them out at Outfield? He pulled them out and they go at it in the dugout. It happened on this date. Billy so, Martin, the raging. And he got also hired again later, <laughs> his the second time, time. The eighth, eighth time, tenth his second, time his second time happened on this date with the Yankees. <laughs> but, out
2: of out of four, five, six? What
1: he did with that Yankees team was was good in that. Teams now know, regardless of the sport, when a manager, coach has been there too long, you 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 know you use the Billy Martin. They they stop listening to you, you know, and it's time for a new voice. That's the Billy Martin rule. <laughs> they call it for that. Except them idiots kept bringing them back. I shouldn't say idiots. It was just Steinbrenner. <laughs> he kept bringing them back. Yep. Anyway, we're moving into the eight o'clock hour. We want to take a minute or so and talk about um, somebody who we care deeply about and we work with. And something happened this past week. We're going to take a minute and talk about that. Coming up, though, we're also going to get back to these NBA finals, and it's Terrell Thomas. These Urban Times going to join us. Got a casting call for you. And the Falcons was over there just, just sweating like you-know-what. The MOTAs are going to get into that next. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Nine and take us with you on the Odyssey app.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.